Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming on our Northwoods Ramble podcast. This is show number two. And once again, we are coming to you from my little log cabin office in uh, the the base of the Hollywood Hills, just outside downtown Sealy, Wisconsin. Sealy's home to uh, Fortan's Lumber, the Natural Log Home Company, Mooslips Cafe, Leonard Lodge, and of course, the Sawmill Saloon. The Sawmill Saloon um, serves absolutely delicious old fashions. And uh, they're served with just uh, finished with just a few dashes of regret. And you can actually get a latte there. They are, sorry, they are served cold though and come in a, a 12 ounce blue can. <laughs> so, anyway, um, <clears throat> our Northwoods Ramble video podcast. If you're just listening, as I mentioned, it's a video podcast as well. So you can you can watch this and and uh, we're being filmed in my my office and I'm showing slides. I just showed a slide of the of an old fashioned and a, a can of bush light on the back of a pickup truck bumper. So um, I think uh, although if all you can do is listen to this on uh, whatever streaming platform you're used to listening to podcasts, it's worthwhile checking out some of the videos which can be found on Spotify um, or our YouTube channel on lifeabove8.com. All that is, all those are linked in the in the show notes. So um, I'm here today with uh, my co-conspirator TJ and our special guest today, Joe Vadabankur. So we um, we are. Uh, Sorry, I'm doing a few buttons at the same time. I, I need a producer for this show. Um, so uh, we we had the first show last week, and it was kind of an experiment. It, it worked. It's always an experiment, though, right? Everything. <laughs> it worked, but um, I had a I had a few a bunch of uh, things I didn't like about how it went. Number one, I talked way too long. So um, one of the things we actually screwed up. We recorded it twice. The first time we thought we were recording it, and we talked for about an hour, and then I saw the the little red light was not on, and so we had to do it again. And in doing it again, TJ and I forgot that um, last time he had just and Anne Maria's daughter Anne Maria had just come back from uh, Enduro in Copper Harbor. So why don't you just give us a quick update on that because we forgot about it last week, TJ. Right. Yeah, we went up to ride the Keweenaw, which was uh, we did a family Enduro uh, in Houghton at the Tech Trails. So that was pretty cool. Like a bunch of families, I'd say probably like maybe 50 people or so. And How does a family enduro so work? That, yeah, this was my first one, so it was pretty cool. So we rode as a family, and we got a points bonus for riding together as a family. Are there two lines, like one that you would love? I mean, I know Anne Marie's a good rider, even at ten years old, but but, yeah. but she's not going to ride some. No, gaps, so it was like it was. You're going to do. It was a pretty. Those t- those trails were pretty mellow, but not super mellow. Right there was the we did the dual slalom line, so there's some good 
chumps in there, but there was no gaps. Okay. Um, there's some so rock. Anything she she could roll. She could roll anything. Yeah. Stuff so like there's that. a lot of kids like ten and younger even. There's a couple kids on Striders. Um, really cool vibe though. They did a really great job of like making sure everybody was cool. And there's a few people who showed up who were like ready to race, but uh, most everybody was just kind of hanging out. And the, all the liaisons getting up to the stages were on ski trails. So we just kind of oh. walked and hung out with people and uh, you could do stages in any, in any order you wanted. Emery so, liked it. Yeah. She thought she was pro. She, I mean, <laughs> oh, she well, pro. and they gave us timing chips, which made a big deal. You yeah. know, you put the chiming chip on and then when you're finished, you're, Looking up at the screen, waiting for your time, and yeah, it was really cool. cool. What, what is the points for riding together mean? What does that mean? So that was what was advertised. And to be fair, I haven't looked back at our actual time because I'm not super interested. So did, did some families not ride together? Like dad took off and they left the kids? or Yeah. It did? I think so. I think there were some people who were like... Probably should have shown up the next day for the Copper Harbor. For the real Enduro. Enduro. For the real yeah. Enduro. Yeah. But oh, most, so there was a, a separate day yeah, for a, a for, typical. Yeah. Yep. So the know, one, the fr- Saturday cl- classes, right? Saturday was in Houghton, and then Sunday is the traditional Copper Harbor Enduro, and they had two classes: a open and a sport category. Is that part of that? Is that Lake Michigan Gravity Series? Lake yeah. Superior. Yeah, Lake, Lake Superior. Superior. Yeah. yeah, sorry. LSGS, I yep. think it's called uh, Lake Superior gravity series and and where where are the other races in that series so there's one in miners which was also part of ride the key one okay and then there's marquette duluth all right yeah yep sure and then back copper harbor marquette has two duluth has one copper harbor has two uh the trails fest in fall will be at copper harbor well you know it's interesting that you were we're saying those are all the places where these enduros are and there aren't any in Wisconsin, because we don't really have yet yet yeah. an appropriate <laughs> right. right. So that's kind of a good a yeah, good great segue for segue right. in, into. Well, I do want to say one more thing, oh, yeah. real quick, while we're on the subject of Copper Harbor. We raced on Saturday, and then went up to the East Bluff. Up, that's uh, Rock Solid's new project up there in Copper Harbor. And it was amazing. And once again, my 10-year-old loved it. Yeah. And I, and I think it's big, right? I think it's uh, 500 acres yeah, of property. It, it, and... and the terrain is amazing. And I love Copper Harbor for the tech stuff they have. And, like, it's old, you know? And, like, there's some really good enduro lines. But uh, East Bluff has kind of, like, some new flair to it. And it's built. It's beautiful. You can tell that there's a lot of love going into those trails. Cool. So, Super, there's a trail called Whiplash, I believe, and it's just like as fast as you could ever go on a mountain bike. Cool. And then we did like the blue, there's a blue jump line that Anne Marie loved. Uh, blue, blueberry something, or bluebird, 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 yeah, picnic, bluebird picnic. So, yeah, I love trail names, it's <laughs> so great. Yeah, I think they're gonna start running a shuttle up there, so nice. that'd be really cool. Yeah. So, Very yeah. cool, yeah. but so, yeah, so. Right now, anybody that wants to ride enduros or or compete in enduros or basically ride those style courses has to exit Wisconsin to do so. But um, not long from now, the we'll be able to do that right here in Cable, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Dave, you're referring to 
the Telemark Mountain Bike Project, uh, technically or uh, actually called the Trek Trails at Mount Telemark yeah, Village. TJ and I mentioned it some yeah. last show. But. Yeah, and we partnered with a, another organization called One Track Mind, so that's kind of a mouthful. And so we recognize that people are going to call it the Telemark Trails more often than not, uh, but there's some other people involved right. too. Um, so can I, should we back up and tell the whole story? Like, does that make sense now? To, to some degree, to sure, that? yeah. I mean, I don't know how we don't have to go too far back into like, you know, Tony Wise no, days. No, of course. Yeah, um, of course. But, um, but if, we, if we could start with, so Telemark was, way back in the day, it was an alpine ski hill. Right. Uh, there was a lodge there. They made snow. They had, you know, ski patrol and, and ski lessons. And people came from the Twin Cities and everywhere else to, to learn to ski. And and it was a it was a big deal. It was going concern. And of course, it went out of business and was mothballed. And eventually, the lodge was torn down. Uh, the Berkey bought the property. And in that vision, always from the start, was that we would build a mountain bike park there. So I mean, Berkey's a cross country ski organization, and that's always been the real plan. But it's kind of we go down a couple of layers in that plan was a mountain bike park, um, which is really interesting because. Probably eight, 10 years ago, TJ and I would have been out on the hill saying, you know, someday we're going to build mountain bike trails on, on this hill. Uh, it's an awesome hill. It's got steep terrain on one side, shallow terrain on, on the other side. Uh, it's about 300 feet high, uh, which is pretty much the perfect length for enduro trails and, and kind of some good gravity stuff that you can repeat. Um, and so we launched a plan TJ and I and the Berkey and I to, to build a mountain bike park there. Uh, we built some rogue trails yep. back in the day and uh, they're still there and we ride them occasionally. Um, but kind of in the back of our heads was always, you know, we, we want to build a real mountain bike park. That's a destination on par with Copper Harbor and Marquette and Duluth and, and a bunch of the trails that you can have there. And just like you said, we don't have that kind of riding in Wisconsin anywhere that, that right. We, really we talked do. about that last show quite extensively, right. how we love this huge, you know, 130 plus miles of trail network that right. we have that Canva has, Fantastic. you know, right. has put together and maintained since 1992 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's OG trail. A lot of it, they had do have, have upgraded some sections with, with machine built flow and right. stuff like that. But, right. but it's, it's a, a diamond, um, in that it it um, has that backcountry experience. And, Which is not to be shunned, right? I mean, it's a cool experience, and there's not very many of those experiences right. in the Midwest. It, so. And we, we you know, we, right. we kind of joked about how, like TJ joked last show, like if you if you fell down and, and broke your leg in Rock Lake, at you the might end of the still day, be laying there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, today, and again, today we'll, not repeat yeah. much will be left of you. Today. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll re- take you yeah. away. Right. Yeah, that much will be left of you. But, but that's a cool experience For that, sure. like, yeah. you can't really even have at at up by Marquette or you know. I mean, you're always it's kind hard of to find right. in, it's in hard the, to find. It's hard to find in the Midwest. Out, right. Outside of, I mean, you can find it in the Rocky Mountains and that right. kind of stuff, yes, but it's absolutely. hard to find in the yeah. Midwest for sure. Absolutely. So, so that's really yeah. cool. But what we haven't had is that sort of parking lot vibe where there's a bunch of lines mm-hmm. that you can go session mm-hmm. with your friends and and you just yeah. show up and and hang out and meet people and right. go back right. and do it again. You know, and, and it and it. The bicycle has changed over the years since when Cambo first right. built trails, and the bicycle world has changed. Bicycle industry has changed. 
I, I spent 30 years at, at Trek, and so I'm familiar with, with that bicycle industry piece. And bikes have really changed. You know, when you think about we all rode hardtails with skinny little handlebars and bar ends, and that was the kind of trails that were appropriate. Mm-hmm. 38 PSI, 1.75s, because they were lighter and faster. Remember when 1.9s came around? It's like, whoa, that's a big fat tire, yeah. Uh, So so things have really changed, and trails have changed uh, as well. Not to say Canva's riding experience isn't awesome. It is. But we can we can add to that and and create a, a even more of a destination here with with the advent of enduro and downhill style trails. So right. so the mountain is planned. There's 16 ish miles of trail planned until you build them. You don't know if it's 16 or 17 or whatever it is, uh, but 16 ish miles of trail. There'll be multiple green and blue gravity runs, and then a few black and even a double black planned on on paper. Uh, there's a few different routes to get to the top of the hill. We're imagining there's a lot of different riders, and there's people that want the physical aspect of getting to the hill, and they want a technical climb. Um, and then there's going to be a meandering way to get to the top of the hill. E-bikes have changed this a lot. It used sure. to be that if you had a hill and you expected mm-hmm. people to enjoy the downhill, you needed a chairlift. Uh, we're anticipating that a lot of people are going to be on this hill on an e-bike. That allows you to do laps a lot easier with it. Uh, we're building a lodge at the bottom. There's a bike shop there. Truck's putting a bike shop in uh, at the bottom on the lodge, uh, as well as a local retailer, New Moon, is putting a bike right. shop in. And so you're going to be able to rent an e-bike if you want to give one a try, probably have a place to charge your battery, that sort of thing. Uh, so it's a really different experience than Canva offers, um, but the two are connected. So you can enter onto Telemark from the Canva trail system, or you can uh, start at the Telemark trail system and, and leave the system and go to to the Canva system. Uh, yeah, that's a... I just threw up for people that are watching, they see this. People, If you're listening, I just threw up a re- artist rendering of the of the yeah. new nordic center that's going to be down yeah. at, at the bottom and this so this this if you imagine this building that they've showing has got glass showing out of one end you know kind of viewing towards something and that view is going to be straight out to a couple of different gravity runs coming the, down this the front kind of, will this sort of face is this up uh, that they call the stadium now is that where this basically it's, is going to be kind of facing the bowl or is facing, this at the bottom facing the bowl out across the hill so kind of know, where they call the stadium er, that uh, coliseum. 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 Coliseum, right, right. right that's what they call it so yeah. facing across the bowl out across the hill so it's a great view a lot fantastic of great view. view right yeah. now and not one of those bikes is going to make it down. No. Those, that's a bunch of city bikes and road bikes. Yeah, so I it's think I see a pixie in that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's an artist rending, and, and it's not TJ as the artist. So it's well, the, the, my big question is, yeah. what is that woman doing? Is that a gnome that she's talking to? She's or? Sorry, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like no, that. It's just like a rendering. Yeah. Get, it gives you the idea this that it's going to be... This is what an architect about. gives you right. to say no. is what it could look like. So right. Uh, but the you know there's a really cool hub where all the trails collect where you're going to start your ride from or finish your ride, and that'll be kind of right out the front and of so that building. Right now, so, though, you have some new trails yeah, on yeah. this property. Yeah. How many yeah. miles do you have of green and blue? About yeah. So we started last year with the from the Berkey Trailhead, not in front of the lodge that Dave's showing here, but from the Berkey Trailhead, we started uh, two loops. 
there was an old trail that Canva had that, that they called the Telemark Traverse, right. and it connected down to the Berkey Start area up to Ojibwa, one of their loops. Um, we mothballed that old Telemark Traverse and put two loops, a stacked system, in place. Uh, there's a green loop uh, and, a, and a blue loop. Um, they're both roughly two miles long, so approximately four miles of, of trail. Yeah, Dave's, yeah, this is awesome, showing a little video he took uh, of those trails. Um, and so he's starting off here on the roller ski loop and then jump into the woods on, on the beginning of this the green the, This loop. is right by the start. You could see um, right by the Berkey Start area, yep. by, the, by the Great Hall and uh, the parking there. And... Um, and so you can see this yeah, and that sign, yeah. that new sign about the truck trails. Yeah, there's a nice arch um, that goes right across the top. And there'll be a map. Top. There's another, if you are watching, that, that there was a empty sign next yep, to the sort yeah. of archway sign. Yeah, it literally and, just got put up, so nothing right, on it and yet. And that'll but, be a map that shows the trail network right, and stuff right. like and, that. And other information, you know, typical sort of like rules of the trail, uh, recommendation, you know, on, on what a blue trail means or a black trail means okay. here. Uh, but then also other information, you know, how to get involved with the Berkey, many uh, upcoming events. Somebody's that, you know, selling an old bike, maybe they're going to paste something up there. Who knows? Uh, th but there'll be a bunch of information on the signboard, both permanent and then temporary that might be topical around something. So anyway, you leave, leave here on the green trail. It's about two-ish miles around. Uh, and then it will connect you to a blue loop if you want to do that. And people should check out the Blue Loop. Um, it's called Even Flow. It's sort of a flow trail. And that's what the, the name implies. You climb up one side of the trail, and then it's downhill for the other half of the trail. And the downhill is really quite an experience because it's very, very different than any other trails that are in the we area. We have in this area. Yeah. So uh, Last show, we did a quick video of, uh, oh, did you? Okay. of TJ going over one of the one yep. of the jumps um yep. it was just a five second right three there's, second there's clip, some but... you know some big like you know eight foot high berms there's uh, a number of different tabletops there's an awesome little step down jump but it's it's really we built it to give people a flavor for what the mountain is really gonna gonna feel can like. you either on the blue i would assume you can either roll Anything Absolutely. like a tabletop, there's yeah. no gaps, or there's an alternate if there's a gap or a <clears> big <throat> step down. There's really only one jump that's a gap, and there's an alternate right. line around it, and yeah. it's very clearly marked as black in one direction yeah. or, or a challenge in one direction and easy route uh -huh. in another direction. And a blue that's what a blue trail should be. A blue right. trail will always be filled in in the middle. It's tabletops. You don't have to jump them. If there is something you have to jump, it'll be clearly marked, and they have a way around it. So... Uh, at least that's our philosophy on, on how a, a blue trail yeah. should should exist. Um, but yeah, if you continue, if you don't, if you take the blue loop up, yeah, it will connect to the Canva trails yeah. right. to Ojibwa. So you, we could ride this trail to here. Yeah. Well, and will, will this trail? I saw there were um, there were. Uh, Oh, epic signs. Sweet. I did a rock. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. You opened a good job, Dave, right over the rock. Erratics. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I know where you're going. Yes, we'll be using these new two two new trails in the this epic. week, this coming weekend. This one was marked race. the green the it wasn't finished. The mark, course marking wasn't finished. Yeah. I could see it was marked half. Yeah. So the so there's two trails. The you know the, the green trail and the blue trail. The the half race starts at Berkey Start, so it will also use the green trail. Oh right. But the then after they go race, to 
yeah, you'll the, maybe pull some yeah, or there's you some got it tapes yeah the full be put to move correct so and the full race which doesn't start at perky trailhead starts in in hayward and and makes at its way hatchery hatchery right well actually wheeler road oh which wheeler, is just right wheeler road the other side so of it starts and it finishes up at telmark so you don't come all the way down to the green trail but you do the full blue trail even flow on the full length as well so okay. and you do the blue trail for the short length also you just don't do the green trail cool for the full length so uh yeah it's it's going to be really cool people are going to be wowed over it because you know you're doing a cross-country race so it's not about clearing jumps in a cross-country right. race but they're going to see it all and understand that wow this is a really different trail than well the and you know what system. i really liked about this too um and i've only ridden it a couple of times uh i is uh i like that it's by it it already begins that sort of parking lot thing because it's a trail by a parking lot right. that you can actually session you know right, right. if you watch this whole video i roll out and i roll around it and then i come right yeah. back and i i end up right back where i started i can skip the blue stuff so i can go with you know liz who doesn't mm -hmm. want to do the blue thing yeah, and this is here. this is right. great and it's fun and yeah. then i can pop out and i can ride we could ride the roller uh mm -hmm you know, ski course yeah. and, and just chat and stuff together. Um, it, and then the, the, all of those ski trails crisscross all of this. So if you got yourself to a point like, okay, I'm tired. I need to go back. You can always jump out to one of the mm -hmm. ski trails and bomb back to the, to the parking lot. That's the beauty of this whole space is it's fairly condensed. You know, so we talked about that. Backflips. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. That's right. Not really what I expected of you, but okay. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we talked about Canva as this backcountry experience, which is also this point-to-point -point kind of experience. Uh -huh. One of the other re things that's different about other trail systems is a loop system. So what we're, our system will be is a loop system connected to a backcountry system, which is really just such a cool concept. So, Yeah, and, yeah. and that is something that, that um, other trail systems would be hard pressed to recreate it's because easy. what who can make what Canva has it, no you know no and even even on the blue loop right so we're building machine built trail and canva's building machine built trail right. now for the most part we kept some of the old lines <laughs> that were hand built because you can't reproduce that right yeah. and so is it the fastest line probably not but we're going to leave a few of those open for the epic just yeah. Just to let people to make their own decision about yeah. which way they want to Choose go. Choose your right. own adventure. So yeah. I hope I hope to have this, um, assuming everything records properly and I've pressed all the proper buttons, I, <laughs> I hope to have this um, published uh, uh, tomorrow morning, which would be Tuesday before, the before Tuesday Epic. before the yeah. Epic. Perfect. So um, maybe if Berkey wants to share it or something we, and anybody's we. on the fence about coming up for the Epic, this might sway them a little bit because there's some new stuff that even if you've done yeah. the Epic right. five times before, you're not going to have done this course. You, you won't know? have done this course and you won't have experienced the rest of the event that this right. year's so event is Right, so talk a little bit more be. about the Epic Fest side of it, the Fest side. Yeah, so we, so we, you know, we call it the Epic Bike Fest. Um, so it's not just the Epic single track race. So, you know, the format is there's a single track race on Saturday, both a half and a full length. Then on Sunday, there's a gravel event, also a half and a full length. Um, we do a combined series with that. So you can do them individually if you'd like. Or you could do them, uh, you know, combined and, and go for an overall placing, if you will, in the 
the, the combo of the two. But that's just the racing side. We also have a huge expo going on. Uh, we have five different bike brands there with, with demo bikes. You'll, we're going to open up the green loop for your demo experience, the loop that everybody's watching on, on film here. Um, we're we're going to open that up for your demo experience. So you'll be able to try e-bikes, a bunch of different brands, mm -hmm. full suspension bikes, probably hardtails as well uh, to, to give it a try there. Then you finished your race. There's Earthrider beer tent going on. There's music in the beer tent during the day not instead of in the evening like we did in the past. It's during the day so you can have a beer, have some food, uh, listen to music. There's four different food truck vendors uh, on site. Uh, and that's all pretty typical for a lot of bike races. But what we've also combined it with uh, for this year is a, is a van expo. So there's a van company in Wisconsin called Nowhere Vans. They are promoting a meetup between their customers and also bringing in a bunch of different van companies that'll open up their vans and show you inside what your cool van life experience We, we see be. lots of those up here. I mean, for yeah. listeners that we, Liz and I call them adventure wagons. Oh, there's another adventure wagon, you know, yeah. and, and, um, be so careful with that. Cause adventure wagons actually a brand. Is but, it? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so not a brand? it's basically it's not a brand, kind right? of like a, a van that's been modern sprinter style van, right. um, right. that's been converted to, you know, allow people to, camp in it and bring their bikes yeah. along and yeah. all that yeah sort if you of build stuff. it properly you can get a couple of people in there maybe a whole family a bunch of bikes your paddle boards your swim gear you know depending on what part of the country you live in your your outside fun gear. and i think that but, you know although camping and all that sort of out that kind of old school outdoor stuff kind of waned for a, a number of years probably. i've seen a big resurgence with the nika sport so not Got only it. i think did nika bring a bunch yeah. of new people kids and their fam their parents into the sport of mountain biking it got they, they all camp at right. the at all those I races mean, like like a thousand right people so camping. there's 500 right. to a thousand people at yeah. every one of these nika races and they're camping i think solo stove should sponsor <laughs> should sponsor nika because <laughs> or, <laughs> or those brio camp stoves right, or, brio you know, or anyone like that, right? but it's an opportunity right. because those folks yeah. those folks really are into it so i so, and that's another thing, if you haven't decided to come up for the expo and you're worried about where do I stay, you yeah, can camp. So, so we um, are going to mark out some space where, frankly, where the old lodge was. So if you were a fan of staying at the old lodge, you're kind of staying in the same grounds. And we have a, we have a temporary camping uh, set up in there. Uh, Around Telehenge. Yeah, exactly, where the... Where the the elevator shafts are still standing. So, uh, right. but yeah, we're, we're going to camp in there. That's also where Nika camps right. when they run a race. So the same grounds that they, they camp on. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all ready to go. Like we'd love to have you in other yeah. words, cool. see, see the trails camp, see the expo, just have a good time. And yeah, I mean, it's the Northwoods, Wisconsin. Right. It's just cool in general. So, and this event from the get go has always been about a celebration of the trail. You right. Yeah. I mean, it is a cross country race course, and yeah, we should warn and, anybody from down south: bring your bug spray. God, yes. The mosquitoes yeah. are fast, man. Ride yeah, fast. Ride fast. Ride fast. fast. <laughs> bring your bug spray. Don't get it flat. Yeah. Um. Bring your bring, bring your bug spray. Say it three times. Yeah. Bring and, your bug um, spray. And don't. Yeah. You might be able to find a can of off somewhere up yeah, here. Bring but it with you. Don't bring wait. It, to don't get it wait. Because yeah. a lot of the shelves <laughs> yeah. are empty right yeah. now. 
Um, I uh, I was talking to Peter Spencer this morning, the guy who puts on the Schwamigan uh, mountain bike festival in Lutzen. He was on his way to Lutzen. I bet they need bug spray there too. He said the black flies are out yeah, which, bad up oof. there. Already. They came out today down south. I Did saw, they? I saw are they finally out? O, yeah. Are they finally out? Um, but, yeah. I didn't notice them today when I was riding. So yeah, I think you know. And the problem with black flies is like you just got to ride fast yeah. because because. Sometimes bug spray right. doesn't do much for you there. So but. the other thing, though, that we didn't talk about with uh, with uh, um, Expo is the gravel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, we expanded this this weekend into a, a single track day on Saturday and a gravel day on on Sunday, um, and we really wanted to make a mark in the gravel space. I mean, there's so many gravel events that are just basically a road ride on gravel. Uh, and so we want to, I mean, the Northwoods is a unique experience. It can be really remote. It can be really backcountry feeling. And so we kind of wanted to recognize that people, maybe they're not up for the single track event, but maybe they're up for something that is an adventure and it's not just a, a road race on gravel. Mm -hmm. And so we've got a gravel course in the full course. That is a challenge. It, it hits a bunch of single track. It hits ATV trails, which are rough. And then, and then hits the, you know, kind of traditional, what you expect gravel course. Um, but it's a, it's a 75 miles of Northwoods. Right. I, I call it fortified gravel because I think like, yeah. um, Todd Poquette up, good uh, up in uh, the UP, I think, uh, who puts on like Margie and, yeah. and the, other, the crusher. Oh, here, if you're yeah. watching the video, this is. The Telehand. So this is where you'll be this camping. Where the camping I'm, I did a yeah. little ride, a tour of some of the roller ski course. If you're watching the video, not just listening, you, the elevator shafts right. from the lodge from the are still lodge. left, right. and it kind of reminiscent of, of mm -hmm. you know Stonehenge. So we up we here call, call it, it Telehenge. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that gravel race should be cool, um, and it's on Sunday, correct? It's on Sunday, and I, and I was in the middle of talking about the long course. The long course is meant to be quite a challenge. If you're not ready for that, and you think that might be too much of a challenge, we pull all that really challenging single track and ATV trail out of the half race. So the half race is meant to be sort of your entry point to to giving a gravel race a try in northern wisconsin so, cool yeah cool that's awesome yeah. um i speaking of new trails uh just this last weekend they had the ribbon cutting for the strong falls trails over in marinette um mike repiek mm -hmm. um from Inbit trail uh, solutions um put that together and um and they did it, it there have been all these stories written about it how it went down in lightning pace you know they've got a full they, they have phase multiple phases left to build it out bigger but they've got a significant trail network on the ground and they did it in one year um basically wow. from plan to constructed where, where is that it's in marinette by it's it's on the peshtigo river by strong falls okay um it's called the strong falls trails bring a paper map with you if if you just because so may not work or your cell phone doesn't work. And if you, I Googled the address, they actually had the ribbon cutting address on, on the chambers, um, website. And so I just put in that in my phone and I took Liz's car, which doesn't have paper maps in cause it gets so much better gas mileage than my old truck. So I drove Liz's, Liz's car. Um, cause it's like three and a half hours from here. Um, but, um, I ended up in the middle of nowhere 
with no cell service and i was you've arrived and i'm like no i haven't yeah. well it's somewhere <laughs> so, it may not be the place but right, it's somewhere right so it's it's around laona so there's if sure. you, that's where the bear 100 gravel race is so there's mm-hmm. lots of gravel there so i think you're probably on 10 miles of gravel road before you get to this trailhead, I I drove around just randomly for another hour and a half. I've been in the area. I've ridden around there, and I knew it had to be somewhere near Strong Falls. And I was next to the Peshtigo River, so I eventually found it. But I missed the ribbon cutting. They're going to have to send me photos of that. I missed that. But I got to ride the trails. I got to ride the trail. And um, let me put that on. So, um, Is that the trail? Yeah, that's, that's one of the trails. That's a blue trail. So their area is full of really large erratics like wow. it's it's just all it's huh. not a lot of you know elevation gain um it's maybe i don't know maybe there's 150 feet or something like that but there's tons of these tons of these erratics and i don't remember i, I didn't get many photos um cool. that's the trailhead but um well that's a cool trail yeah so 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 on the green line you just roll past a lot of those on the blue line like like i have i'm showing here get over some you you start to get over some and then they've got others where they've actually stacked them so it is is it's a mandatory ride over and the nice thing that they did too for this is so they've got these loops right now and then they just kind of quickly made so they've got them a green trail and a blue trail so a beginner and an intermediate they called and then they've got connectors that cut across the loop that they just took advantage of some easy to route things and but they're technical so there's a tech there's technical black lines in the across and there's technical blue lines where the rocks they just took advantage of the existing erratics and stuff and uh Mm -hmm. um so it's pretty cool and there's a bunch more to be built um and then that area has tons of gravel riding as well. So sure. I, kudos to uh, to Marinette County for for I guess they use some pandemic money um, that they had um, and and use that to put in some trails. So it was I was I was pretty impressed by it. There were you know lots of people at the event. They had food truck and you know everything. So um, cool. yeah, um, it, it we should go check it out some yeah. time um, just because it's I. It was cool the way they like just did these technical connectors and took advantage of the machine built stuff, which is expensive and hard to do, but then added, oh, well, let's just loop straight across there and we'll make kind of like a rake and ride kind of mm-hmm. a situation mm-hmm. and add a little value sure. um, at very yeah. low cost. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it looks an, cool. I mean, the, the rock is cool. Like, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That makes for some awesome. Yeah, trail. it's gorgeous. Yeah. And, but it's machine built and thoughtfully done so by, you know, Mike Repic designed this stuff. So, you know, it's, it's right. done right. Um, so there aren't, there aren't those big surprises where like, wait a second, there's a four foot drop here. You know, mm-hmm. there isn't any of that. If it says it's blue, it's blue. If it says right. it's green, it's green. And, uh, and, and, that's that's pretty good so yeah so i i thought that was so did you guys talk last time about what we're building this summer no 
Because I'd love to. We did mention that Aaron Rodgers and some of the crew. And we talked. I think we did. Did we talk about? So I got a little confused on if we we did on one of the. uh, I'm not sure if it was the one that was released or the one. Well, let me give a plug for it. It Sounds good. Please do. So uh, I've seen a bunch of people out there. We've talked a little bit in social about Phase Two, as we call it, that's coming up to be built this summer. And I've seen a lot of people out out there looking. Where's Phase Two? I want to see these trails. Well, they're not built yet. They're planned, so Rock Solid is building all of Phase 2. Phase 2 is some connector trails to get us from what we built last year over onto the mountain, uh, and three gravity trails down and a couple of climbing routes back up. So quite a bit of trail. So there'll be three gravity trails built this summer. summer. Yeah, and uh, their contract says they'll be done with those by September 1. Of course, right. machines break down and yeah. whatever. I mean, Weather roughly, roughly, and, roughly done uh, beginning of September, call it. Awesome. Um, a green trail, gravity trail down, which will be just nice flowy berms, rollers. A blue trail, which is a gravity trail, berms, jumps, etc. cetera. Uh, and then a black tech trail. So kind of the oh. first Wisconsin black gravity tech trail will be built this summer. Very so, cool. Uh, what that leads us to, what TJ and I talk about, is we're going to run a fun kind of low-key, local-ish enduro in, this, in the fall. Um, because this mountain is going to lend itself to being the enduro destination uh, in Wisconsin. We're ultimately going to have about 15 different gravity runs coming down the hill. It's a lot, I know. There's 25 trails I'm being built. Looking. It sounds like I've got a diesel truck pulled up in, in front of my office. Yeah, I'll go check it out. <laughs> make sure I, <laughs> I mean, I do have some neighbors here yeah, that right. drive big truck. Not right in front of my driveway, is it? Yeah, I, I had a guy, cut, I had a guy, part, right? a neighbor, Colton, <laughs> who works at a gravel pit, come with a Mini X and a dump trailer today to haul a bunch of yes, rock right. and stuff out of my backyard. Right. Yeah, I saw the Mini over. X. I'm like, what are we getting into after this? <laughs> We're building a pump truck right, right here, right? So, right. Dave's so, got yeah. some uh, really sweet downhill right, right, right. behind I, here. I mentioned it to him to get me a price sheet for if they've got um, some dirt with a lot of clay Ooh, in it. God, please, we'll take it. And he, But he also said they have sand that, like, when they compact it, it stays compacted. It must have some clay in it. It then. must. Yeah. So they've got sand that if they run a plate compactor over it, yeah. it stays. He okay, said. So, so plug for that. Anybody that's got... Dirt with clay that they don't know what to do with, we will we'll take, take it. it. The Berkey like, will take it. The Berkey Absolutely. will take it. Like yeah. a dump truck, a pickup truck, whatever it is, we'll take it. Uh, yeah. Because clay is what we're short of. And right. We're going yeah, to have such to source some. Wonderful sandy soil that allows us to, our, to keep our trails open even after yeah. it rains. Yeah. But, um, but we need something to hold that all together, and that's right. clay usually yeah. is what that is. So. And yeah. it, with Telemart, <clears throat> the mountain, you never know what you're going to get, which is kind of cool because it's right. not pristine. It's not like we're building downhill trails and... Right. The Schwamigan. We're building them on a yeah. old mountain that's seen a lot of abuse and we're gonna abuse it more and it's gonna be a blast. Right. Dig a dig a hole and you find an old, I don't know, yeah, who uh, knows? 1952 Ford. Yeah. <laughs> so we found a beer can. Remember they found a PBR, full right. PBR when we were building right. a Spe- trail. Speaking of PBR. Oh, there we go. I think we're at I think we're at the top of the hill uh, where we're gonna reveal our, our show beers. Ooh. Um, Ooh. so why don't we let Joe start with his? Okay. Because Joe's got the monster of the three. Yeah, so I was tricked into this one. 
it's a triple dog triple ipa yeah Um, and i said it's like this is you guys just gonna have me laying down on the floor halfway (laughs) through this you know i've only made it halfway through it so i'm still doing okay how is it it's awesome. What it's, you want to read their their goofy description or tell what, what is their description? Their description says I think it's eleven point seven percent. Is that well? What it, it doesn't. Is? They don't actually tell you. So they're they're actually just leaving it for me to figure it out. Right. It says. I think I saw on the. Pa- I think I saw on the package that it came and it said eleven point seven. Yeah, no wonder it says triple. Right. <laughs> All right. Who doesn't like a beer that gets straight to the point and takes you to your happy place asap? So we dared our brewers to see how far they could push the ABV in our already high-octane Double Dog IPA. The result? A smooth-drinking monster triple with an over-the-top ABV. How over-the-top? Use your smartphone or the QR code below to find out. I, I believe it's a it was, mystery. I believe it was 11.7. It's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to solve the mystery for folks. Um, uh, it does taste pretty good, by the way. And so, so um, I'm on the other end of the spectrum here. I've got a, a Three Sheep's Lemongrass Pills. Um, it's a Pilsner with lemongrass in it. It's 4.5%. Um, so, and it's from Three Sheeps in Sheboygan. Uh, I just, I was looking for that. I went to the Quick Trip because I know they always have the funky beers and you had the, we were at um, Silverthorne the other day and you had that Lagunitas triple. And I, so I figured, oh, you know what, I bet they're going to have something at, and they did. They had that Flying Dog triple IPA and you. What do you have? What do I have? I don't even know. Got to get it out of our, our Boyd's Mason Lake Resort. Thing is, like, it's really, you're Poke not from supposed the bottom, to get that out. Poke them from the bottom. There's a, you're not allowed Dave, to I'm get trying. that out. I'm trying, Dave. <laughs> okay, TJ's failing. I'm done. Yeah, it's TJ's failing. Uh, it it's a, a hazy. It's we like can read that much. Watch, watch, Dave. Chaos pattern. You can't do it. You can do it. It's a can three, you get it? it? Yeah. It's a. You're not going to yeah. hurt my feelings if you get it. There Look we go. Look at that. Here we go. Literally, Dave's used that because <laughs> <laughs> he had these for a long time. <laughs> yeah, three sheep's we? three sheep's chaos pattern, which six is point five, six point nice. five hazy. Delicious beer. Yeah, Could so a lot we of have these. Dave, who's going to be straight at the well, end. Why have to push the button? He's got goofed up last night, right? You got TJ. Liz who actually chose the other drive home. Me, who has the van right outside, might just this sleep right there. Oh yeah, you can sleep in the van. Otherwise, there's a futon right there. So, um, well, thanks for that great update, and thanks for being our first guest on our show number two. Fingers crossed, this is all recording fine, and, and it's it one works of my out. goals in life is to be the guest, first guest on a lot of podcasts. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah. I so, do have one more thing. By okay, way. what's that? Yeah. Why don't you so that? I, I didn't want to give a plug. So TJ and I looked at this hill a long time ago and said we need to build mountain bike trails there, and. Um, we put a real plan together. I paid for, we paid, the Berkey paid for a plan for Rock Solid to, to give me some collateral to go out. And I found two awesome partners that are super excited about the project as well. First is the Trek Trail Foundation. Yes, I worked at Trek for 30 years, so I know all the people there, but I know what they want to see, and they want to see more riding in places that don't have great riding today and that isn't quite fair to say we don't have great riding but we don't have the modern kind of riding right. we're talking about and so they bellied up to the bar and, and said we'll put a bunch of money down and make help make this happen and now joe you have to go find another 
and I, and I met somebody, her name is Tracy Paradise, awesome rider. Uh, she's like single track fiend. Um, not really my kind of riding. She's a cross country rider, but she heads up a foundation called One Track Mind. And One Track Mind is out of Minnesota. And their mission is to, very similar, is to expand riding into a lot of different areas. They're building a lot of trails in the Minneapolis area and up and down Duluth. We're their first project east oh, of, nice. of Minnesota, uh, and they're pretty excited about that as well. So we have two incredible partners helping us do this, and then, of course, the Berkey organization has right. made it central uh, as well. Right. So. Yeah. so just briefly, you worked at Trek, I thought it was 25 years or something, but it was over yes, 30. It was, well, it was 29 and eight tenths so i rounded up okay sorry. all right so i should have said 29 and, <laughs> and you had a few different jobs in like those years 42 right but, but a few of the just list a few of the yeah 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 so well it was really cool when i started working at trek it was a pretty small company relative to where it is today uh, and i was an outside sales rep i covered a huge territory i lived in utah and i covered utah western wyoming idaho and all of montana like literally all of montana so i'd leave my house in park city where i lived and drive to my farthest account in montana it took a day and a half to drive there <laughs> so that was fun uh and it's a totally different company now uh i moved into the product development world there i was responsible for the gary fisher brand for a lot of years then i ran the fisher brand as a company uh and then i ran product development overall and marketing and racing and then at the end i was responsible for their direct retail and program. you did you did work i i know you've worked with like um an actual like you know mountain bike development and stuff like that mm -hmm. so you've seen yeah. that that equipment that technology change yeah firsthand. i was for about 15 years while i was there i was i was director of product development overall so all the different brands, all the engineers, all the designers, all the all the product managers, all worked with. I worked with all of them developing all the product lines, and we had, in round numbers, probably thirty-ish people on the mountain bike category. Uh, and I was really close to it. It's my personal right, passion. On top of of my work career, mountain bikes have always been my personal passion. I always say, if it's got two wheels, I either have one or want one really if you qualify that it's like two wheels and meant to be ridden off-road i either have one or i or i want one and so i've i've been really close to this right. mountain bike development and i've and i think it's really fun and important and honestly when i'm not doing my day job which is at the berkey or hanging out with my family, I'm probably talking or thinking about something mountain bike. And you're back visiting right now. You you did live in Sealy yeah. up until just yeah. recently, and um, yeah. So I lived here in Sealy for about five years. I owned a place here for close to ten years. Um, a year ago, almost to the day right now, a year ago we moved to Colorado. Um, both my kids and my grandkids live within ten miles of each other. And so we moved and plopped ourselves right down in, in the middle of that so we can play mountain biker on Monday and grandma and grandpa sure. on, on Tuesday. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. That's and cool. the mountain biking there is phenomenal. Uh, it's different than here. You park at the bottom, you ride uphill for an hour, mm -hmm. and then you come back down something. That's probably 
more gnarly than you can build on a, on a hill here because it's steeper and rockier. Um, here. Here. I mean, they've got some of that stuff up in... Uh, in, in Duluth, in, a little more, and in, and in um, Copper Harbor. In Michigan, Mar like by Marquette, Marquette, some of that yeah. rocky. But it's not... But it's not as sustained. It's, and it's not 1,500 right. feet it's of, not as of descent, right? right. But, yeah. but yeah, but nonetheless, um, I'm just a fan of rocky, riding, rather. Like, it doesn't matter. I like rocky stuff. I like flowy and Burmy. I like old school. I like... Sing if it's... If it's a two-wheeler that's meant to be ridden off-road, I like I said, I either have one or I want one. So yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join us and um, jumped in and yeah, spared a little bit of time before the the epic. And um, it's awkward being called guests, right? Because two of my great friends, <laughs> yeah. great friends yeah. in the world, is who I'm talking to. Like I'm a guest, you know. Right. It's like we'd probably be drinking beer today well, somewhere right. anyway. So my, but, <laughs> one of the podcasts that I'm a regular guest on as well is um, friends of mine in Milwaukee that um, have full spectrum cycling. It's 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 about all things sort of cycling. A lot of it's Milwaukee focused and stuff. And there's three of them that are on the show. One guy is sort of like me, the guy that pushes the buttons and uploads the files and stuff like that. And the other guys, um, JK and Tony, are, are regulars. And so it's three people on the. If, right. if you still lived here, you probably would be a co-conspirator. Oh, you can, a, you can always put me on. You always put me on the on on a microphone via Zoom or something. Yeah, I suppose, you know, right? I I. For this podcast, I know lots of people do that, and I really kind of enjoy that uh, in-room in experience. In-room is way better, of and course. I, yeah. Sorry, Joe, you're going to have to come back. Dude. Dang it. Well, you're luckily, you do come back a lot. So I, you're I, am, I am back every six weeks yeah, or so. Right. So, so you'll, yeah. you can be a, a regular uh, returning guest. And we've actually talked about... Um, maybe trying to do this in the theater at the sawmill and oh, maybe be fun. do it yeah. live with yeah, people, be fun. you know, if anybody wants to watch us, we may actually have more people watching us in the sawmill, in than, the I, sawmill. than I get on the internet, <laughs> I, at least to start with. We'll see. But, um, so, so anyway, thanks again. And yeah. thanks TJ again. Sorry. Last time, like I said, I, if anybody that listened, like, when is TJ going to talk? He, you know, I don't think he got to say <laughs> hey, my job just to look good, man. He, got, he was sort of my Ag McMahon. Hey, look at him. He's I mean, supposed to look good. That's all. That's right. Right. Yeah. So the not, first not show, the all, first but... show was kind of a practice run. So uh, we could almost change this to, to show one, but we'll leave that one up there. Um, and uh, one of the things I want to do every one of these shows too, is because I, I'm hoping that folks that were like me when I lived in Milwaukee and spent most of my free time planning my return visits to the Northwoods, that we can give them a little bit of a vicarious experience about what's what's going on on in the in the Northwoods right now. And so I I I'm really excited about about like I told TJ like when I lived in Milwaukee and I grew up there and you know. Um, worked there most of my life as well and like you could probably and i worked for the city and i made maps and you could probably drop me in an alley blindfolded anywhere in the city and i could tell Find you where i was within like probably walking a hundred yards i could probably figure out where i was and i not only that but i knew where all the restaurants were i knew what the underground stuff where the heated sidewalks were i like i i wait there's heated sidewalks yes Milwaukee has heated sidewalks where yeah and you have, i know that because i i worked in i was the bike peg coordinator and you when you install a bike rack you have to drill holes in sidewalks so, so downtown you have to know what's heated right as heated sidewalks um and you have to make sure you don't drill a hole in a heated sidewalk how many sidewalk. other cities have heated sidewalks i don't know 
What's the one in Colorado, right? The whole, is it Vail? The whole, well, Vail, I the mean, whole town, on, right? Like, heated. <laughs> the walkways in, in Vail are, yes. Yeah. Even but, the, the streets, right? But Vail's like, that's, yeah, but, that's but, like yeah. La La Land. Right. You know, yeah. like, well, so is Ceiling. No one Vail on one hand and Milwaukee on the other hand. Those are two different worlds. But when I moved up here, I, and, I've been coming up here. My my mom's from Park Falls, so I've been coming up here all, up north all my time. Last show you said I I'm the one that convinced you you should move here. I don't know <laughs> well, if that's true. But... Well, that's a separate story that we're kind of going to. But um, but um, you actually helped get me up Fraud, here sooner than I, than I probably would have. Had. We were looking at Barocco area stuff like that too. But um, but I realized when I like that difference in like how I felt so knowledgeable about what was going on in Milwaukee. Like when I. I love riding in the woods and stuff, but when I stop and look around, I just realize I feel like I'm in, you know, I speak like this much Spanish. So like when I've traveled in Central America, like I I Cerveza. can I can, under, I can have Taco. basic present tense <laughs> conversations with people and but if you stick me in the middle of like a public square in Nicaragua where there's six conversations going around you, it's and like, there's radio yeah. and there's all this stuff like I I I, I get about one percent of what's happening around me and i don't and there's all kinds of things that i don't even know i don't know are happening around me and that's how i feel about the natural world and what's like i'm constantly when i'm out even walking the dogs i'm trying to learn more and explore more and one of the things i've been doing is watching tj i joked last week too the um winter moves at literally a glacier like change is measured by how much deeper the snow gets and not really much else whereas like spring it's like there's constantly new flowers and plants that were they're so ephemeral that the they don't last long they're they're here for a little bit and now then there's something new up so i've been tracking those things and um, do you have that that photo picture picture this app yeah Yeah, so i use that and I save the images, so I have kind of a record of phenology of, oh, of when times, things yeah, come out cool. and when they go away. Yeah. So, so this is stuff from today. So this is if you're watching, um, you know, you can see that there's um, dogwood, pagoda dogwood, um, which is different than red osier dogwood, um, and I think there's gray dogwood, and we do have red osier. I what found are you taking that these too. photos with? This camera that we're that's using? my iPhone. Honestly. No way. Yeah, that's my iPhone. Man, um, I need a new iPhone because mine doesn't look that. Cranberry good. bush, uh, European cranberry bush flowering, and these are the pussy toes from last week. TJ, remember that everlasting? Yep. That And neither one of us had heard. Of. Now they turn into this puffy thing, kind of like a pussy willow. So I think. Well, now that I know what it is, too, I see it everywhere <laughs> you know? now. Right, right. It's right. everywhere. Because before it was just but like there's all the things, exactly all the things like that do that like this is the willow that's in like the swampy willow that low bushy stuff um that's puffing out all that fuzz all those mm-hmm. fuzz plants are like sort of puffing out and i'm stoked about like the little wild strawberry i'm seeing flowers on the little wild strawberries these are blackberries have got flowers on them um this is a real pretty one uh the maiden pin um and this one, unfortunately named um, Metal Hawkweed. I don't know what, why that any any wildflower should get a weed. Well, because they are sometimes just weeds, right? But, I mean, they're pretty, but they're still weeds. Yeah, is that true? I mean, I I mean people have been making is, but... dandelion wine since this country was founded, right? So dandelions, 
Is it a weed? Is it a weed if it's been here? Hey man, not all weeds bad, dude. What makes a weed a weed? A bird's foot. Weeds are pretty good. This one's one of the prettier ones. The bird bird's foot trefoil. Oh, not in the state. Sorry, you have to go to a different state for. And. Oh, and then we're back to the truck trail. There you so, go. so that's all. That's all I had. I yeah. So that that arch, we're pretty excited about. I mean, that's that's kind of the image we're going to use. Uh, you can't across the really trail tell network. by looking at this picture, but it's made of steel. Yeah. Yes, like, it is. It, yeah. That thing. <laughs> And it's going to turn out to be heavy and oh yeah, we I mean we'd use the excavator, the full size excavator. Up, right? We had to use thing. Kurt Proctor and Rich and their know how to <laughs> yeah. maneuver that situation. Because yeah. this this, this um, post are steel, the sign is steel. It's all yeah, it's like, not, not going, going anywhere. It's going to be there <laughs> for a while, and it's cool. It's steel, and it's you know it's going to turn to like a cool rust finish there, and so yeah. I had jump back. To, I had jump back to us, I guess, here. And before I, I we say goodbye. Um, but um, no, I've started my outro. I got to wait for that to go back. I guess. Let's see. Sorry, I'm pressing buttons already again. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you guys chat for a second. Oh no, the pressure's on. I got it. Got, got it. it. I got it cool. back. All right. So I guess we're gonna say, unless there's anything else that. Come up and race this weekend. Yeah, yeah. come up and come experience up and, and if you don't want to race, come up and ride this weekend. Hang out, hang out and check out some cool, bike, some cool vans. Beer, all that. Yeah. Right. Get addicted to van life. Yeah. Right. Bring so. your 160 millimeter bike. Race it. Do the jumps at the end. You have a blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring your gravel bike with no travel. And race I mean, it. Bring your hardtail. That's the cool part is like... Well, I always think like I've got more hooks in the garage, which means I need more bikes. And now I have a reason to bring them all with me up here. Well, and for the epic, we will see every kind of bike every day. Yeah, Yeah. right. And that's what you're talking about with the gravel. You could ride your hardtail, ride your full suspension bike on the gravel race. You know, like, depending on which gravel race you sign up for, the shorter one, just about any gravel bike is fine. The longer one, there's some gnarly terrain there. I was talking to somebody via social today about what tires they should choose. And if you're going to do the long one, don't show up with something narrow. People than 40. keep ask people yeah. keep ask ask me that all the time about the hungry bear too. Right. And I have yeah. similar similar routes on the hungry bear. Right. Um, it's not Iowa gravel. It's not even no. Kansas no. gravel. I mean, it can be you know, gnarly. It can be big, rocky, yeah. right. chunky stuff. And bombing down and... a steep hill with right. baby head rocks. You know, well, I you can do it. I have a gravel bike with forty fours on it, and I can and I run them tubeless, so I can ride that on right. that stuff, and I can sort of balance in the middle off the saddle and like let the bike do this up and down the hill as I bomb down at 30 miles an hour. But honestly, I mean, when I, if I have to choose myself, I'm going to pick suspension. Right. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to go. When I first moved here, I rode a cyclocross bike with a 36 right. tire on it and I, and I made it and it was fine, but you know, a 45 on the same bike, Tends to make it feel a lot better. I'm old. I, so, I yeah. opt for comfort over speed. If if, yeah. the, if the trade-off is marginal, right. I'm going to pick comfort right. over speed. And, and, you know, you're in a 75-mile event if you're doing the full gravel. And it, there's going to be a moment where you're 35 miles away from the start. And that's not the time that you want to get a flat and have to right. deal with trying to get yourself out of there. So, And there will be, because I know who is listening right now, but... 
there will be people who buy bikes at Walmart the night before the race. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There will There's be a person with a kickstand out. Oh, for sure. And you're kind of like, and they're going to ask sure for us to repair the, right the kickstand at some point. <laughs> it's going to fall <laughs> off the bike and their reflector is going to be flying everywhere. Like, like awesome on them. Right. The, you know, no. you got inspired, you got a bike and you got out to you the start. Event. Good on you. You start. Oh, you so. drop in, you drop in, man. Right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. So, nothing well, cool. bad about them. Yep. All right. right. Well, that's it for show show number two. Um, and uh, we'll see how this goes. I made a number of changes to this show. Um, the one thing I'm thinking about doing is like pre-recording the intro. Some podcasts, because I sort of like, right. you know, I get stuck on like pressing buttons and things like that. I, you know, a lot of podcasts like, we'll just say Mark Marin, not a guy who's got about his gazillion followers. Um, he kind of pre-records his intro separately from his conversation with with uh guests whoever he has on and I th- i'm thinking maybe of doing that just because so there's a couple also that i've seen where there's an intro like you're describing but then they'll pull a 30 second excerpt out from the conversation right and which gives you a good right. feel for what the what's rest of coming, the conversation coming is coming around and that's yeah. always sometimes yeah. I pretty think cool josh yeah. does that josh, josh does, that. does that on yeah. his trail yeah. effect podcast yeah. yeah yeah so um excuse any uh minor um pauses and uh uh stuff like that is number show number two is in the books we'll just keep getting better and you gotta count those in some other language by the way you're spanish so Dose. <laughs> Show number dose. All right. Okay. That's it, everybody. We're going to let Hugh Bob and the Hustle, my buddy from Butternut, take us out of here. And here we go. Hugh Bob. Don't worry, Dave. You can't talk over the top. <laughs> you can talk over it, but I'm fading you out.